I feel like I'm fairly tech savvy. Like I know how to do these things. I do pay attention. And I felt like I was pretty good at keeping an eye on everything. But some of the things that I realized for people who have had a business for a long time is everything is tied up into one thing. Have you ever stopped and asked yourself, is this what I really want to be doing with my life? We have, and the answer wasn't what we expected. Hi, I'm Margaret. And I'm Stetson. We made a really big decision to do a complete rebrand of our four-year-old relocations company. New look, new business model, the works. Some people might think we're crazy. Do you? But it's what we needed to do in order to better align ourselves with our goals for our company. In this podcast, we talk about not only our journey through rebranding, but all things business. Marketing, building your client base, social media. In fact, there is never an end to the topics we will discuss here. So we invite you now to sit back, take notes, and enjoy the One Crazy Journey podcast. Hello and welcome to the One Crazy Journey podcast. We are at episode number 12. Can you believe we're at episode number 12 already? Time goes by quick. We're having an amazing guest join us, Liz Jenkins, in a little bit. We're so excited to talk to her all about security and keeping your business safe. She has a very, very crazy story to share with us about what happened with her business. You do not want to miss that. Yes. You can definitely take notes because she's going to be sharing a lot of important stuff. Mm-hmm. But before we get started, please make sure you subscribe to the One Crazy Journey podcast. We put on a new episode every Monday. You can also follow us on our social medias. The One Crazy Journey podcast has an Instagram now, so you can follow us over there. And you can also follow behind the scenes of our rebrand at everything.envy. So make sure you're following all of those social medias because we post a lot of fun stuff on there. And can you tell? Our sound sounds good. <laughs> we finally <laughs> we sound better. We finally got our dang sound system up and we finally have our studio set up. So, well, almost. Well, yeah. And it has been a crazy journey trying to figure out the sound as you've heard in previous episodes. And so we've still made tweak it here and there, but we finally feel like we've got our act together. Here we have alarms ringing and <laughs> everything's going on. No, and it's funny because we got these microphones last week tried to do an interview. We're like, no, it's still echoey. Like what's going on? So we had an interview today trying to get it all set up. And it was one button that we had to click because Zoom. It was in Zoom. You have to it set it up It was a Zoom setting mm -hmm. and you have to set it up so that it's actually picking things up from your system. Which I had no idea. I thought it was just, you plug it in and it works. Oh, I just remembered. Remember when I bought that microphone a long time ago? Yes. That's why it wasn't working. That's because I didn't right. do the setting. It wasn't the microphone. I bought a microphone a long time. Well, not a long time ago. Like it's at back the in beginning February, of the year. I think. Yeah, for, yeah, to do, like we were going to do a lot of lives and I was doing webinars for my Instagram class and I bought a microphone and it wouldn't work and I thought it was broken. Because <laughs> no, it sounded exactly the same on Zoom. It, it, was, sounded, just, it was echoey. It sounded like there was no microphone. It was just because we didn't click that one button that you have to click in Zoom. So we're learning a lot, people. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, this weekend, what'd you do this weekend? Oh my gosh, I had an amazing weekend. Of course, Saturday, we just uh -huh. went, did our normal errands and things because mm -hmm. we usually head south. We went all the way to Ashland. I wanted to drive past the towns that burned down. Oh yeah. And so all of the detours have been lifted. So, oh my gosh, we drove through and it was a beautiful sunny day. Yeah, it's the air quality is a lot better here. It is. It's clear. Since we talked it's last, been clean last air. week. Yeah. yeah. 
But we drove through and I'm just floored at the damage that's taking place down there. But I'm also excited to see there's construction going on. There's like where there was a coffee stand burned down. There's a new little coffee stand set up. They're doing that quick. Yeah. And there are a lot of people down there searching through the rubble, searching through their belongings, which I know it's kind of sad, but they look like they were positive because maybe they've had, you know, a lot of time to think about it and all. It well, not a rough. lot, like a couple of weeks, but I mean, what can you do? You just have to accept I mean, it go at some forward. Point. Yeah, I feel bad for them, but I think some of them maybe were looking like they had friends and family with them because little groups of people, but they were chatting with each other and they looked happy. Well, that's that's why I was maybe they're happy because like they'll get their insurance, insurance money <laughs> and they can start rebuilding. And then yesterday, oh my gosh, we went to Union Creek, which is kind of north from here beautiful we just had pretty. to seize the time Stetson and I have been working our batooties off all week long oh yeah this week was long we had to move on Monday and then we had a big four-day move the yeah. rest of the I mean we closed our move rings every day let's just say and I didn't feel like doing chores yesterday which is what I should have been doing. I know I just still didn't put away my laundry either and, and I, sh- I should have been cleaning the bathrooms but I did not I do that. hate when I leave it to the middle of the week too because oh, it's I like know. Sundays like get ready for the week, you're going. And then I didn't finish my laundry. So I don't like putting it away until I'm done. Yeah. But now I have to do it this week. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. That's what I'm so doing when I we left home. all the chores at home and we drove up to Union Creek and we had lunch up there. And I went, well, we both went, we looked at the gorge, which is the very, very beginning of the Rogue River, which is huge by the time it gets down here to Grants Pass. Mm-hmm. And it's just this tiny little place. I don't know if you remember seeing it when you were a kid, but we went up there once with a little group of people. And it was beautiful up there. And then I went across the natural bridge, which is up there too. And then we had lunch at Becky's, which if you haven't heard of Becky's, it's kind of a world known little cafe, Hmm. but they have all outdoor seating right now. They have a little bit of indoor seating, but they max that, you know, there's like three tables you could sit at, Mm -hmm. but they have plenty of picnic tables outside. And anyway, I would not have wanted to eat inside. Mm-hmm. No, it, it was, was just too, nice too of a beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. We drove back home. I mean, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. On Saturday, my friend that's visiting from New York, it was her birthday this past weekend. So we rented out a movie theater, which was fun. I want to do it again. It was only like $100. Could you have as many people as you wanted? No, or they no, limit? no, no. They limited to like 10 or 20, I think. Because oh. like you still can't have big groups. Yeah. You know? So. And they just spread all out through the theater. You guys didn't have well, to really because no, the there's only four apart. people. Yeah. So it was us four and we had a whole movie theater to ourselves. And those movie theaters are nice because before COVID hit, that is the only place that see, we see. I've never movie. been since they did they since redo they remodeled? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't been in years. And the seats are fully reclinable. I know. Your legs extend out. And there's heaters in the mm-hmm. seats. That is the best way to see a movie. Because see? previously, here I am like fidgety because I get uncomfortable mm-hmm. in the seats and I start Oh, moving I around. wanted to watch another movie. Oh, is it super fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched the first Harry Potter, which was actually super fun because I haven't seen it in years. And to see it on a big screen and with surround big sound. Screen. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. So we ran out of the movie theater and then we went to this cute place. And we got pizza, but it, but they had a really cool outdoor garden. And you oh yeah, could, I saw that on your Instagram. Where was yeah, that? Yeah, do you remember when we used to go have tea parties when yes. we were really young and do the dress up? Yeah, out it's on the there. Applegate. It's there. You went someplace on the Applegate? Well, no, it's but literally it's that at little that place where the tea used to be. Oh wow! Yeah, when we were younger, we used to have tea parties out there. 
every little girl's birthday party always had a tea party yep. out there. And then you could dress up and they had dress up boxes and you could get whatever you want. It was the funnest thing, but they turned it into a pizza place. Oh. And it was really, really good. And they still have the garden, so they don't have indoor seating. So you can, but sat outside, perfect day. It so nice. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good to know. Yeah. So we got pizza out there and then Sunday I hung out my nephew and niece. I bet that was fun. Yeah, I miss I'm sure them. They missed if you. I don't see them for a week, I'm like, where are they? I want to hang out with them. They're so cute. Yeah. So we just did so dinner fun. and game night as always, but it was a good weekend. I didn't work, which was nice. Yeah. I just didn't even open my laptop. I needed a break. Yeah, I did. I, I came to the office yesterday. Last night, about 6.30, I came here. Trying to get this stupid hour. sound to work. Trying to get the sound. But now you guys, <laughs> we're set up and uh, our sound will be great. Cross our fingers from here on out. We have light. <laughs> so this is our setup. We have our laptop. We have two tables. We have a larger table and then a desk. So we have our laptop above and we actually have a backdrop in our little podcast studio, I guess you could say. So behind us, we have a blue chair and then our gray couch and a little table with like decor on it and stuff. So when And we a do, nice area rug underneath. Right. So when we do our interviews, we actually will do video just so we can have them for future. And then we have our microphones in front of us. We got our headphones on right now. And then we have our laptop on the largest table up above and we actually have a ring light as well. So it's looking like a studio. It's looking like a studio. Yeah. And the fact that we could actually hear the sound and that the microphones are working is huge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I think let's go ahead and transition because our guest is going to be amazing. We did the interview earlier today and we learned so much and it's such an important topic. And if you haven't listened to our hacking episode, on the One Crazy Journey podcast, definitely listen to it Mm because our Instagram got hacked a while back. If you do not know, completely deleted. They changed everything. We thought it was gone. And Instagram is a big part of our business. We have almost 30,000 followers. You know, We do online coaching programs and everything like that. So we lost that for two weeks. And this way we got it back. Yes. And our story is nothing compared to the Mm -hmm. crazy story, the crazy journey story that Liz Jenkins went through Mm -hmm. and how she protects herself now and continues to add more and more protection. Right. So Because in the online environment is not as safe as we may think it is. So if you're listening to this, we're going to encourage you right now before before we even get into it. Like pause this right now and just go in and at least do something simple like change your password if you haven't changed it. Or for us, it was set up our two-factor authentication on our Instagram. Like we first, like I kind of knew it was a thing, but like I didn't even think about it. But like it was so easy for the hackers to get into our Instagram. And you can set it up on everything you have, your email, your website, your, yeah. yeah, just set it up on everything. And we mentioned this in the interview, but if you, like, you don't really think it's going to happen to you until it does. And then you're like, I'm stupid. Why didn't I do this? I kept hearing about it. And the unfortunate part is no one will help you mm-hmm. when that does happen. So let's go ahead and transition. So prevention, yes. Prevention is the key. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yes. Let's transition and we're going to bring Liz on next. Yeah. All righty. We are very excited to welcome our guest for today, Liz Jenkins. Hello. Hi, Liz. Thanks so much for joining us. Liz is a professional organizer from Nashville, Tennessee. And you can find her on Instagram at a fresh space. Definitely check her out and follow her. She has so many amazing content, blogs, what? Yeah, you did a five-day challenge or two of those, I think, for one for stay-at-home five-day challenge. Yeah, we've done a couple of those. It's funny because I'm not super social and everything like that, but I do like putting good content out there because I'm kind of a believer in if you're going to put something out, make it useful. 
There you go. Yeah. That's huge. That's so, so huge. So how was your weekend? Was it good? It was actually really good. The weather in Nashville has finally tipped over into the tolerable range. I love a lot of people. It's so hard to like do garages or go Mm -hmm. out and do things because, you know, the weather in the South can be, you know, sometimes you feel like you're swimming through it. Because it's really humid, isn't it? Very humid, but (laughs) it's all good. You know, it helps your skin stay hydrated. I don't know. It doesn't bother me, but I know it bothers a lot of people. But this last weekend was beautiful and we went out and did a couple things and I got a kayak recently. haven't been able to get out on it, but... um, Oh, a kayak? How fun. That's awesome. We had dropped our daughter at college a few weeks ago in St. Pete, Florida, and I had been kayaking a few times in the past, and I'd forgotten how much I loved it, and we ended up doing a little kayak tour and went in the mangroves. I told my husband, I'm like, I love this, and so we found one, and uh, I just got it, but I couldn't go out until I had a safety vest, which I just got yesterday. Oh, there you go. Yep. But it's so peaceful, isn't it? Just to float out there. It's so quiet, just being one with nature. It was beautiful. The one in St. Pete was wonderful. I bet. Yeah, we do a lot of rafting to our family, which is really fun. It's so nice. I just came back from a trip actually a couple of weeks ago. I went for three days, which is really fun. But that's like rapids. Like kayaking is, I think, a little bit more peaceful, right? There's yeah. not too many unless hardcore you go, rapids. Unless you go down the Rogue River or any other river where there's class threes, fours, and fives. Yeah. People, there are crazy people yeah. that do that kind of thing in a kayak. Yeah. And congratulations. I know you sent me photos, but your daughter just you said got dropped off at college, right? Yes. So she How just amazing. Started. Yeah, she's a freshman. So they're actually having in-person classes. So okay, yeah. cool. There, there lots of protocols. The sophomores right. came this last weekend, but they had the freshmen mm-hmm. there a couple weeks ahead of time to acclimate them and mm-hmm. also like really strict protocols. We just found out that Florida opened up a lot of stuff, but the school is still very tight in terms mm-hmm. of protocols. They've had very little, very few issues. So we're really happy about that. So that's good. You know, having good protocol in place really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then no, we, people, if they follow the rules, then everything mm-hmm. is yeah. okay. People that's stay awesome safe. though. She's living in the dorms then. Yes. That's so cool. How does that feel for you? Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's weird. She's very independent and, you know, we're very proud of her and I'm glad she's off doing her things. Most of the time it's fine. And then I had a little bit of a minor come apart the other day when we have a basket at the bottom of the stairs that's kind of for her stuff that has to go upstairs. Mm-hmm. And I realized that she had left some shoes and other, other stuff there. And I stood there and stared at it for probably 10 minutes. Maybe yeah. It felt like a long time. Yeah, exactly. And I, I felt choked up and I was like, she's not here to yell at to take her stuff upstairs. Oh, <laughs> you're like, I kind of miss that now. I didn't miss it, it before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good. weird though. Yeah. Things change and those little habits that, that you yeah. miss. Yeah, like scolding them for not doing something are not there anymore. Then you have yeah. this realization is they're not going to come back after this either. Yeah. They're gone. Well, I did. No. <laughs> well, sense. Else is happen, but I mean, like coming back into the home to live right. with you. So that when yeah. she comes back home, like summer break or Christmas break, it feels different because mm-hmm. she's visiting, even though she'll be in her own room, her own bed. It, it's not the same because they're off and running and doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And is then they come home and it's not and it's funny because when I started my company, one of the main reasons that I had started it was because she was little and I wanted something to do while she was at school, but that I could have a lot of flexibility with my hours. Mm-hmm. So it's like her life has sort of bracketed where I've been at because I started it to be there for her. Right. And now she's gone and I'm still doing this, but it's a different, you know, having so much more freedom and. And I can also track the progress of the growth of my company 
based on where she was in her life. I love that. That's really interesting. Yeah, because, and I know a lot of organizers start that way. They start out because their kids are little, they want to be able to be home. And I did exactly the same thing. And I remember when I started, I remember thinking, oh, I'll never want to have employees. I'll never, I'll just be doing this thing. And over time, you know, obviously that has changed. And so I realized when she was little, I wanted to work like 9.30 to 2.30 and I'd pick her up at the Montessori school and, you know, we'd have our afternoon time. But then as she got older, then she, you know, she would want to stay for an after school activity or go to the aftercare or whatever. And her days were a little bit longer. And then I was able to extend a little bit more. And then as she moved into like into the middle school world, then I started, that's when I started bringing people on in my company and I was able to grow a little bit. And weirdly, I have more free time at my home in my home office now that she's gone, which is very strange. But I'm also in a new, especially as she got to the last year or two of high school, I'm in a completely new phase of my company as well with the growth that we have done. And I've been Mm -hmm. doing a lot more consulting and things like that with people. So it's this real progression that I can see following her school and life. <laughs> her growth as she grows. Growth. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really funny when I think back about that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And that's so cool. I recognize you know, part of what we're going to talk about today is the whole um, hacking situation and everything that happened. And when I had mentioned that very few things stress me out these days, that's actually one of those things that changed for me. I used to be a massive worrier and kind of high, I don't say high anxiety because I'm very much like, I'm going to get everything done. I've got my, everything's in place, but it was always hard to just kind of shut my brain down or yeah, I would find myself when you step away. Like yeah, or I would away. find myself getting worked up about things. And after the situation that happened last summer, I have found that because that was so traumatic, it was almost like it set this bar for things that are going to stress me out. And nothing comes that even close to that. Mm-hmm. So like we're getting our septic tank fixed and the poor guy who's supposed to do it, we had to like, it's buried and who knows how long it's been anyway. So he keeps calling me and apologizing for like, oh, well, there's this. And I was like, Jack, just seriously, we are not having a septic emergency. Yeah. Just Whenever you show up, you're absolutely fine. And he keeps like, he thinks I'm going to be, str- and I'm like, nope, seriously, not a stress. Just whenever, show yep. up, clean it out. Put the like, you have no idea. Don't even care. <laughs> yeah, just when you said that, I, I had to, we took a little break there. I, when you said very few things or little thing, very little things stress me out. Like what? Yeah. And then they really don't because at this point now, and I don't know if it's age, maturity, I'm sure that has something to do with it, but a lot of it actually has to do with what happened last summer mm-hmm. because there was, it was so bad that nothing compares to it. And I'm realizing that especially during that time period when I had all my attention was focused on that and all those little things that I used to worry about because I couldn't get them done or things didn't happen, everything was fine. Like literally all of that was fine. Right, right. So it's almost like it just took this whole weight of, not that I'm not particular about things or not paying attention because I really am, but it's more like- Just the feeling of not being so filled with anxiety about those little things, right? No. It used to be yeah. like, Jack, call me back about the septic. I've got to get this done. And now I'm like, Jack, whenever you want to do it, you just- I love it. <laughs> I love yeah. it. So let's go into that then, Liz. Tell us what happened last summer. Because we know you went through the ringer. You shared it with us on our Rice Challenge that we did. But yeah, tell us what happened. So, 
you know, and just a little backstory in my company, you know, we've been, and there's a reason for that, not just like promoting myself or anything. No, but, and we want to hear uh, too about your yeah, journey before that as well. And also getting through that too. Yeah. Yeah. And so, well, so part of it relates, and this is part of one of my words of wisdom, I guess, is, you know, I started my company in 2005 and it's funny because people who are starting now or within the last several years, when I first started, there was no Instagram. There was, I don't even, Facebook was around. I don't remember mm-hmm. what I Maybe started. Maybe MySpace. Remember? Yeah. That? I mean, I had oh a website that I made myself and it was like super clunky and boxy. And, you know, I just like clip art logos. I mean, that's what people did back then. There was none of this, like really, you know, the only people who had really fancy websites were big companies. Isn't and that so crazy? Then, we say back then and it's like 15 years ago. I so know. much has changed in 15 years. I even in 10 years. So yeah. much has changed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like clip art was still a thing. I think like yeah. six years ago, we were still using clip art. And like a teenager, she's like, like I, I'm on Snapchat and I have one friend and it is her. And I'm ever going to check that snap. I say, I'm like, no, probably not. Yeah. Well, I think Snapchat's like almost, I don't use Snapchat anymore. I used to, but I think, yeah, TikTok, but that was going to be banned and now it's not. I don't know. It's hard to keep up with all this. That is when I started out, it was, you know, I feel like I'm fairly tech savvy. Like I know how to do these things. I do pay attention. And I felt like I was pretty good at keeping an eye on everything. But some of the things that I realized for people who have had a business for a long time is everything is tied up into one thing. And by that, I mean my email and I made the mistake. This is one of my biggest mistakes I made. I think back then is my email for my company. My one email was the Mm. one email I used for everything. Mm. And so what happened in that whole situation, I was like, I had one personal email and I had one business email. And honestly, I used the business one for so much stuff. I don't know why it just did. And I find that sometimes when I'll have clients even that will contact me and I see that they're using their work email. Sometimes I'm like, Ooh, you probably shouldn't do that. But you know, everybody is going to approach things differently. But what I realized is because I had used that one email, when I lost control of that email, Mm -hmm. I got locked out of everything. Mm. So that's basically what happened. And we're not exactly sure what happened. Looking back into it, what it appears is that an old account of mine that was connected to all of my accounts and in, in, we think in old G Suite account or something with Google hmm. got hacked and it must have been out there. And the problem is when you use the same passwords for everything, and I don't know when the last time was I changed passwords, mm-hmm. I thought they were fine, mm-hmm. but I really wasn't as mindful about it. And mm-hmm. so then what happened is when, again, we don't really know what happened, but basically whatever happened they were able to log in to my hosting company for my website. Oh. And so what happened was once they logged in with that, then they were able to, um, they transferred my domain to another hosting company and then changed the registrar. So once those two things happened, there was nothing I could do about it. Interestingly, they moved my registrar to Google. So that's actually how I ended up getting it back is because I was petitioning through Google and I had tons and tons of documentation, but it took like three months. Oh, to get your I had website three months back. with no website, no emails, no nothing. And so it was, it was really, really hard. And that part was really hard. The really bad part was it all happened. And I'm sure that they had been watching. I believe that they had access to my calendar. They could see my emails. So the day that all of this happened was one of the only days that I was actually on site with a client because we had a huge project going on and 
the dates had shifted. And so I was a little bit short staffed and I wanted to do some personal oversight. So that was the day that I was there. And we didn't have a lot, a really good cell service. And so I kept having to step outside just to check emails. And all of a sudden I see this chain of emails and it was like literally within 42 minutes. And it was, oh, we've received your request to transfer your domain. Oh, thank you for your request. Click here if you don't want us to do this. Oh, sorry, here you're done. And it was like literally like over less than an hour. Yeah. So I, everything. Yeah. So I'm texting my admin and I was like, what's going on? She's like, I don't know. I have no idea. So shortly after that, we got locked out of all of our systems. And then I can't remember exactly the timing of it, but it was like we were literally leaving like the next day to go for a 10 day trip to take our daughter to college and my sister's wedding. Mm-hmm. And so we were leaving. And so I started getting, um, so that's about when all, when it all, when we realized what was really going on, like we had no control and nobody could help us because the problem is, is that if you don't have control of the email that is registered with the account, nobody will talk to you. Mm-hmm. And you guys found that out with Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. They yeah. suck. Nobody will help you. Facebook yep. won't help you. And, and they make it. And like we did own. have control of our email and they still didn't help us. Uh-huh. You know, we, two weeks, I think a week and a half ago, we finally got an email from Facebook the email that we were waiting on that they said it should have been sent right away when our Instagram got mm-hmm. hacked. If you don't know what we're talking about, you can listen to our episode. We got hacked. I believe that's the title, mm-hmm. but our Instagram did get hacked. And that's why we wanted to talk to Liz too. Cause she went through way bigger situation than what we did, but security is such a big thing, but they finally sent us an email yeah. like a week and a half ago. And that was what, two months ago. Yeah. yeah so we finally so. Yeah. got the code so we can send our picture holding up the code. I'm like, Thanks, Facebook, finally. <laughs> yeah, they won't help. And the problem is, like, even though the hosting company tried to help, they're honestly, they, it was ter- they were terrible. Because the reason that I was so frustrated with them is I didn't know what was happening. And nobody could tell me what was happening because I've never gone through anything like this before. Mm-hmm. And so they kept telling me one thing. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we'll help you take care of it. Well, no, they're not. Nobody will help you. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I'm just telling you. Nobody will help you. I was lucky enough to have a friend of a friend who has dealt with a lot of these kind of things before, and he kind of helped me walk me through it. And it was just having that moral support was enough. But anyway, you know, during that whole time where I'm trying to deal with this while I'm out of town and I was You're so supposed hurt. to be on vacation. Yeah. Having fun. <laughs> it was horrible. I kept having to step away, step away from college. Tours. I missed my whole sister's wedding because all of this, I was trying, trying to keep this hacker out of my yeah. stuff was almost impossible. And I I finally hit a tipping point where at one of the cities that we were in, in our driving, I just went in and I had my laptop wiped. I got a new phone. Mm. I started up a new iCloud account with an email that I've never used before. And I just started over from scratch for everything. Oh my gosh. And so yeah, try leaving an email that you have used for 15 years And I literally had to start everything from scratch. We ended up having to start a new website, which we've been able to go back to our original domain once I got it back. And luckily we had a backup version and we were able to migrate it over. But it was so, so much work. That's the thing. It's so much work. When I think about the hours that we put in just for the Instagram. And that was just our Instagram account. Like you're talking about your whole business, basically your whole life, everything, everything online. Yeah. And it wasn't just business. It was personal too. Like they were in our bank accounts. Like it was like everything they were in. Because so it was I, I, was so par- I was so paranoid about everything being seen and feeling like somebody was watching me. It was a really creepy feeling. 
Mm. I've really learned a lot from it, but some of the key takeaways were don't rely on one email. Like I have a whole bunch of different emails right now. And mm-hmm. some of them I just use for shopping. Mm-hmm. I don't save any credit cards or any information online. The only thing I do is a um, password saver. Okay. Yeah. Like one of the secure ones mm-hmm. with a very long, complicated master password. And that's the only one. And the email that I use to log in with that is an email that I don't use for anything else. Mm. So I've kind of gone backwards with it of what are the emails that I'm using for different things. And I literally have my main passwords for my logins for emails and things like that. Those really important ones. They're literally written down in a notebook. Mm -hmm. They're not even online anywhere. Well, and that's Mm -hmm. one thing that we did because when our Instagram got hacked, you were like one of the first people that I reached out to. I'm like, I don't know if you can help us, but our Instagram got like, it was deleted and all this stuff. But that's one of the first things that we did. Like first thing, we're like, okay, we need to change all of our passwords because yes. again, us being, oh, it's the internet, we're fine. We had yeah. the same password for multiple things yep. and the same email. So the first thing we did, okay, we need to change everything. So we went yep. through and changed all of our passwords and we don't have, and that's one thing that we took from you is we wrote mm-hmm. down all of our passwords in a binder or like mm-hmm. we don't even, and we printed it off. And whenever we have a new one, we just add it and we don't have it on our phone. We don't have it any, anywhere because I mean, that was only our Instagram, but it, it's crazy because you hear so many people talk about it. And when you, what, that was like a month before this happened to us, you came on the rise and we're talking about how your company got hacked and change your passwords, do all this stuff. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. That's so, so important. But until it happens to you, you don't you like, don't you realize don't understand. the implications from it. From it, and you know the text, and I was like, like my my first thought was, why didn't you change your password? I know, and we didn't even have the two-factor authentication on, and you mentioned that as well. And did Um, we do it? No, did we we do it? No, because we were on the live. You know, wanted to pay attention. Blah blah blah. It only takes a few minutes, and it's like your entire life, basically. It's so, so important to keep that safe. And it gives, it's a whole new awareness to identity theft. You know, we just, what, in the last five, six years ago, identity theft was one thing where they can get your social security number and all of that. But what people don't realize is this form of identity theft is something that gets out of control so fast. Mm -hmm. And it's got feelers going out in so many directions that sometimes you don't even know until you go to log into an account or, or something, right. you know, you're checking your credit card yep. purchases mm-hmm. and then you can't get in. We you know we just take it for granted and people are saving passwords on their phone, yep. saving it, you know, for convenience. It's all about convenience, right. but it's a big darn deal now. I mean, it's getting bigger all the time. And because hackers, we have so many more social media networks and accounts. And we're relying and on it and, and, and everything is paperless, you know, and it, companies are even penalizing individuals for not going paperless. So you have to create another account, use an email mm-hmm. and the same, you know, people are doing the same thing. They're using the same email, the same password because it's easy to remember because I've been using it for years. Mm-hmm. But what they don't realize is once that gets compromised, You're there done. is so much compromised right. that you can't even fathom. They're all connected. So like if they can get in your Instagram, they can probably get into your Facebook. And if you mm-hmm. have anything saved anywhere, and one of the other things I realized and as we were going through all of this is, and a lot of this is hindsight, like looking back at right. it at the time, it was so, tra- I didn't sleep for probably three months 
because obviously the hacker was in a different time zone. So mm -hmm. all the terrible stuff, like the threats and the demands for money was all coming overnight. Mm -hmm. So I never slept and I was trying to just stay ahead of it. But one of the things that I realized, and especially after talking to the FBI about it, you know, is that they don't care. It's just a business. It's just yep. a job. They could care less. All they want is money. That's it. They just want yep. money. And the other thing is like, if it was my personal Instagram account, honestly, I don't care. Like mm -hmm. I hardly put anything on there, but my business, all of that. And they know that. Mm -hmm. And they know how to push your buttons and how to threaten you and what you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid that they would target my clients or that they would target my employees. So like I ended up paying for a year for all my employees for them to have like the life lock or some kind of service like that, mm -hmm. just because on the off chance that some of their personal information had gotten out and everything that I have is currently locked down. All my credit, my social security has an extra lock on it. Like you can go in and they can put a security lock on it, like extra levels. I can't log into anything without getting an authentication app or two-factor verification, mm -hmm. every single thing I'm on. Interestingly, I didn't even realize how many things I had accounts on until I... they started coming in, like, because you could tell the hacker was trying things. So I would get like, an, once I got my email back, still, I've had it even in the last couple of weeks where something has come up that I'm like, oh, I didn't even know I had that. And, but... I kept my old emails, like I still have access to them. And every once in a while, something will come through. And so, so they're still trying. I don't know if they're mean? still trying that particular person, whatever, mm -hmm. whoever did it. But I'm very confident that that information is out there mm -hmm. in the dark web or whatever. And I know that it's out there. So, you know, people are going to try. They're going to try to log in for things and it was just the ramifications of the emotional aspect of it was really the worst. Financially, it was it cost me quite a bit. Another thing to keep in mind is that your insurance company, because I have a very robust insurance policy for workers' comp and for my regular insurance. However, if you do not have a cyber security, a cyber rider on your insurance, they don't want to pay anything. The only way that we got around it is that the other thing is too, is I happen to have a virus, an antivirus on my laptop. If I had not had that, they would have denied everything. Whoa. Oh, I didn't really? even think about that. Yeah. You? And there was a cap of $20,000. I had to hire an attorney and fight for every penny. We didn't get that much back and it didn't, oh. it, it didn't cover everything that I was out, but it covered what it did end up covering was the cybersecurity company that I had helped me rebuild and redo my website. So it covers some of that, but I was still out quite a lot of money. What computer system are you running? Are you a PC back uh, or? A I have a MacBook, but we run Outlook 365 mm -hmm. with a lot of security measures on it. That's how I do like all my stuff now. And then my website got moved to a different domain. Again, it's got two factor. It's got, you know, I've got other people that can access it. Mm -hmm. Like the cybersecurity people can access it. I feel like some of the key takeaways for me were like diversifying how I access things. Mm. So some things get accessed by this email. Some things get accessed by that email so that nothing is the same or very few are the same. And then not putting, not saving anything and just being really, really mindful about what you're doing when you're logging into places and how you're setting things up. I think so many people just 
like you guys. And you guys are smart people. You're very competent. You're capable. Mm-hmm. And you mean to do it someday. And it, why would you think, oh, this is going to happen to me? Because mm-hmm. nobody ever thinks it's going to happen to them. Right, exactly. No. And for us, all we had to do was turn on the stupid two-factor authentication. And it, like, I remember you saying it, but again, it didn't like click. You know what I mean? Or it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm pretty sure we have that on or maybe I'll check or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's all we needed and we wouldn't have had to go through that. I mean, ours was only two weeks, but it was like a terrible two weeks of, again, like yeah. not really sleeping very and- well, trying to stay ahead. And I mean, luckily they didn't get access to anything else. Like they could have gone in and probably gotten access to our Facebook, gotten access to our email. And I'm, I'm thinking it was just those hackers are just doing Instagram only, right? That's their business. Yeah. And then they asked for money for that. So, cause our passwords were the same to our email. I'm surprised that they didn't try. I, I, I know. But I think, yeah. right. I think we got really lucky, but that was the first thing we did was I just started changing passwords for everything. I mean, emails and passwords for everything yeah. that I could think of on mm-hmm. my list, everything. I think we got lucky, to be honest, Yeah, um, that it was, it was only like a our wake Instagram, up call. but it was definitely a wake-up call. And I think, like, I'm sure you can see the same, obviously. Like, it was terrible, but it kind of happens for a reason, you know what I mean? Because now that we're going through this new transition to our new version of our company, mm-hmm. it's going to be so much more secure. We're mindful yep. of that now and everything that we do. Whenever we log into something, whenever we get a link or something in our email, like, we're, we're hyper aware of that now. Which oh, absolutely. So we cross check everything almost rather than like later mm-hmm. when we have even more stuff like you, like you had all these, you know, systems and things that your employees were using. Like we don't have all of that yet. So it's on a smaller scale, but it's so important. Yeah. And the more people that you have relying on you, the harder it is because I had all of these people that were relying on me. I will say though, that having gone through this couple of things that I found, I don't want to say I found out because I guess I, I probably knew, but really came to light. Mm-hmm. One of them was, uh, was how amazing my team was. Cause I, I shared with them what was happening. Every single person, they busted their butt. Everybody worked so hard. They were literally running all of our jobs by text, phone calls. Cause we're used to having a central system where we do everything and we did not miss a beat. Literally, we didn't miss a beat. We didn't drop any clients. We didn't lose any clients. I had sent out an email to everybody letting them know what had happened. Everybody was so supportive. My clients were. And I don't know that we could have made it through that. My family was so supportive. I didn't realize how resilient I would be with this as well. And my time, who knows? It's like all a blur. But you know, after this had all happened, I actually heard him talking to somebody else about what had happened. And his words were something like, I've never seen anybody so strong in such a horrible situation because he saw what had happened. Mm-hmm. And just to be able to make that through and get through that and, and come out on the other side, I think it made my team a lot stronger. It made my family life a lot stronger. So I don't want to say silver linings because honestly, I would not wish that hell on anybody. But it was literally the worst three months of my life. And I've had cancer. We've had deaths in the family. Like it was the worst three months of my life because it's something that I had built up at that time for 14 years. Mm-hmm. And it had to go away just down. like that in your sleep. Yeah. In an hour. Yeah. yeah. While you're asleep. 
Well, I think for her as well, she was at a job. Oh, that's and that's true. almost that's even worse too, knows. because you're like, what's going on? And still like trying to work too. Yeah, I feel like exactly. Like, that's hold exactly on, it's probably it nothing. But, and then yeah. email, email, email. That's what happened to us too. It was like, yeah. It, and then it ha- ours happened in the middle of the night. And it was on a Friday, of course. We're like, when they changed all the passwords. Mm-hmm. The yeah, password that's exactly. Email. Cause they do it on the weekend so that you can't really get in touch with anybody or get any yeah. help. But I think coming out the other side, I've learned so much. But I mean, the things that I would tell anybody to do, is don't use the same password for everything. Don't use the same email for everything. I have probably eight emails right now. And I have a list of what I use to log in where. And I do use, like I said, a password saver, but I only put like my shopping ones and stuff in there. I don't typically put a lot of my other stuff in, just the ones that I don't want to have to go dig out every single time. Mm-hmm. But we ended up switching banks because I didn't feel comfortable that my other bank, because they didn't have two-factor verification for logging in. Mm-hmm. And I know my new bank does, and I feel very comfortable with that. Now, the one, the companies that really, really impressed me though, during all of this were PayPal, Square, and Venmo. Really? Wow. And those three, so Square, I don't even really use anymore. I had an account that I'd used way long ago, but again, one of those accounts that I forgot about. So while this was all happening, I get a phone call from Square. And a phone call from Square. Wow. Now that that's is- not her. Yeah. Because how long <laughs> yeah. do we wait to, hold to talk that, to anybody that we've instigated? I know. That's how it should you. be though. Yeah. Like they called it- me to see if I wanted yeah. to do this change. And I was like, no. And I explained what was happening. And they were like, we'll just put, we'll put a lock on your account. And they did. So, and PayPal and Venmo, same thing. They locked oh. it. As soon as anything, even the remotely strange started, locked all three of them down. And I don't really use Venmo for that, but it has access to my bank account. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So as soon as anything, and I don't even remember, I honestly don't remember what triggered it off, but all three of those locked, locked down. And then I had to give them a whole bunch of proof to get them back opened up. I was so impressed by them. Right. The ones that were the worst was our, my hosting company, which was Bluehost. And let me say in their defense, they have never really experienced like, anything like this before, according to them. Mm-hmm. But they kept lying to me. They kept lying to me and saying that they were working on fixing it. They weren't. They didn't. And every time I would call, I'd go through the same thing again. Nobody was helping me. So I ended up having to go through, like, I had to pull in these attorneys and all these different people to actually figure out what was happening because they couldn't help me. And then, of course, all the social media ones, just like, whatever. Yeah, no, they're no help. Nothing. On the plus side, I realized after the fact, when I was able to go back in and do kind of a forensic analysis of what had happened, they really didn't do that much stuff. It was mostly threatening. Mm -hmm. So like I went in, I finally got back into my Twitter account, which I hardly ever use, to be (laughs) honest. Like we've put stuff there, but I loved Twitter when it first came out and then it just got to be so like, yeah, we don't have Twitter. I don't have Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, I never really got into it. I had it for a minute and then. Yeah. I saved the account and we do post and I do get on there occasionally, but I don't really use it very much. But I went in the same thing, like with Instagram and looking at messages and there were very few. It was like, I was envisioning this horrible cascade of all of this stuff going to all these people and it was hardly anything. And so that was interesting in itself. I think it was more of the scare factor. Like we're going to do this stuff. Right. Whether or not they would have actually done it, I don't know. Yeah. And then you wonder how many accounts are they hacking at the same time? Mm -hmm. You know, so they're going to put a little bit of attention on one and then they're going to switch gears to another one. I'm going to 
I'm going to say exactly that's what's happening. They're probably doing this is probably like, I envisioned it. I'm sure it's not that, but I was envisioning like the sweatshop like environment where everybody's sitting there with headphones Same. and doing stuff. And that's yeah. how I was envisioning it. <laughs> Who knows? It could be some dork in his basement. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but I look back on it and I think sometimes I was like, why me? Why would they come after me? But then I found out from the FBI and from the cybersecurity people that I was working with that it is businesses like us because we don't have the resources to to pull in a large team. Yeah. But everything added, it's just like one person, like you or me trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what's going on. And we have no frame of reference. We have no idea what's going on and we get scared, especially I think the fact that we're women, Mm -hmm. that's even scarier, I think. And nothing about how men might react because I don't really know, but I just know that as a woman, I felt violated. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that was really, really hard. That was the scariest thing for me was feeling like somebody was in my stuff. Mm-hmm. And my stuff equates almost to my body and to my brain. And it was just this horrible feeling of violation and being invaded. That was actually the hardest part to get over that. I had no idea how many hours I could work. Until that. <laughs> and now, like, like you were talking about earlier, like, I don't stress out about anything now. Yes. Like, that's you're like, that. nope, okay. nothing will phase me now. Nothing. <laughs> that's, I mean, that is, that's how I'm approaching it. I'm like, I found it also has made me a lot better at um, dealing with conflict because that's not something that I was ever very good at. People would get, you know, sometimes 99% of the time your jobs go wonderfully and everybody's happy. But every once in a while you get one of those that for some reason or another, it doesn't work out or it's mm-hmm. not exactly what the client thought. And I used to just literally have panic attacks and I just couldn't even, I didn't know how to respond. But I'm telling you, after this happened, I'm just like, what can we do to make this better? I hear right. you. Yeah. And I'm totally sincere on that. Like there's no like, but now it's more of, you know what? I've already been through the fire. Nothing you can bring at me is really gonna, we will fix it. No right. matter what it's it is, not so we can important. handle it actually made my business stronger in that sense because I've been a lot better at communicating up front with clients and not being afraid to talk to them about things that could be potential issues. I've been a lot better at hearing criticism or hearing critiques. And I don't mean that bad stuff, but just like, you know how when you're um, younger in your company and somebody might say, they might offer you some feedback and you can hear it in a way that's you suck, but really they're just offering you some feedback. And I've been able to hear that feedback in a way, in the the manner that I believe it was intended in terms of, I like you and I want to help you get better. So that's how I've just been hearing everything. Everything that anybody says to me, I'm just bringing it in. I'm hearing what they're saying. I'm going with the best of intentions for whatever anybody says to me. And if somebody is upset, which rarely happens, but sometimes it does, I'm not taking it personally. Mm-hmm. I'm recognizing that everyone has things going on. I don't know what their internal lives are like. I don't know what else is going on. I know that whatever happened is causing them some kind of issue right now. But I've learned that if you listen to what people say and find out what they need to make it better and then just do that. Yeah. Without getting really- all emotional. And yeah, it's yeah. so true. Yeah. 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 And how simpler things could be if we could just do that. Especially as women, you know, we're just naturally nurturing. Mm -hmm. So when someone's feelings are hurt, 
because that's what it feels like. If someone's not happy with something we've done or we think we've hurt their feelings, right. then that's where we take it on as women, like try to fix yeah. it, try to make it better. And sometimes that's not what they need. They just need acknowledgement that mm-hmm. we understand that something didn't go quite the way they wanted. I know we've also found, because we've had some of those challenging situations, as soon as you acknowledge what it is, mm-hmm then sometimes they, they don't even want anything. You know, they don't want you to come back and fix it. They don't want a refund. They don't want, they just want acknowledgement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then who knows where that's coming from? We don't know them. We're not in their shoes, but for whatever reason, that's what happened. That's how they feel. But then asking what it is that they need, what can I do to make it better? And they tell you and you do that, then it's resolved. <laughs> Instead of, and I think even just going above and beyond in a lot of those things is really important. It's like one of the things that we've implemented over the last year is when we do a large unpack for a client. And our large unpacks, I'm talking like five or six people are there for three or four days and we're, you know, the whole house and everything's being done or even not sometimes maybe two day, but a good size unpacking job where we're getting everything organized. And one of the things that I had noticed is that you know, sometimes after you do that, it's a new space and you don't really know what, you know, how they're going to use everything. So what I've been doing is gifting them a few hours with one or two organizers to come back a few weeks down the road and judge and move things around and tidy things up, change any labels, swap out any product. Mm-hmm. That right there has been huge for a lot of our clients in terms of satisfaction. That is- but- yeah. Yeah. What a great idea too. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what I had heard occasionally, not in a bad way, but it was like, I love everything you did, but some of the things aren't quite working, but then they felt weird reaching out. So now I'm reaching out to them. It happened a couple of times and it was never bad. It was more just like, oh, I wish we had done it like this or, oh, something isn't, because I always check in with them afterwards. And then I would fear down the road and it happened a couple of times. And so I started doing this and then it was like, oh my gosh, everybody was so much happier because they knew, because I would tell them up front, hey, a couple weeks later, somebody's going to come in and make any adjustments if you need it. And they all love it. And it's just like this, it costs me some money, but in the long run, it's one of those things. So being able to hear that somebody was really happy, but because it shifted a little bit, but they felt weird about reaching out, I'm I'm preempting that. Mm-hmm. And being able to hear it and then figure out what's a good solution for that, that I think is going to be a good fit. So that's actually what one of the things that has been interesting over the last year and a half or so is just having that a little bit more calmness to be able to hear things and then figure out how to preempt or adjust those things in advance so that it makes the workflow better. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, definitely. It, yeah. That's, so that's huge. Things that I have found. The other thing that I've been having a lot of fun with is I've been doing a lot of consulting work with people, with other organizers primarily, but also some other people in some other industries. And it's so funny because you know how you feel so isolated and alone sometimes when you're in this world, when you're running your business, but you don't really know what everybody else is doing. And it's so fascinating to me to hear the words coming out of these people's mouth, because I've been doing this for 15 years. And so there's very little I haven't seen or tried or, you know, and I've also find it interesting, like how I've morphed my business, things that I thought, oh, I'll never do that. Now I'm doing it. Absolutely. But also when I do the consulting work with clients and being able to hear their questions and realize, oh my gosh, so many people are asking that same exact question. And then being able to give them that information back from that level of experience 
And that's why I'm happy to be able to do this just in terms of what happened and then what you can learn from it. Exactly. So a lot of the learning was the more technical aspect, like the two-factor and the authentication apps and this passwords and all that kind of stuff. That's the technical part. But I think also the emotional part of it, that resiliency and that strength that I realized I had came out of that as well. So it's just a combination thing. I'm typically somebody who tends to just look forward, not necessarily obsess about this terrible thing that happened. But I'm always, what can I learn from each situation? And that's what I try to do for anything. I mean, nobody's perfect, but it is really about that. Interestingly, I think if I hadn't gone through that and then this COVID, all the COVID thing hit, Mm -hmm. I, I think I would be in a very different place. But honestly, when that all happened, I was like, we're fine. I'm like, literally, it didn't phase me at all. Yeah. (laughs) I just jumped in. I I did a furlough for all my employees so everybody could get unemployment. We shut down. We developed protocols. I had all my ducks in a row. Believe me, I had all my documents ready for the paycheck protection. You're like, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like boom, 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 because I had been so used to doing that. Like, I had been doing that for so long that there was no, like, learning curve for me. It was like, oh, yep. Now here's the next thing I'm going to do. We got it. Yeah. So no freak out. Yeah. No free. No, no freak outs. So I was just like, yep, here we go. And, and my team again, they were amazing. And it was just, here's the next thing we're going to do. Thing. Yeah. Well, I think that's so important because especially like in any business, any business owner, well, just in life in general, there's going to be terrible things that happen. There's going to be failures. Right. And yeah. I think that's huge. And I love what you're saying. We try like when our Instagram got hacked, we're like, freaked out, obviously. But then we're like, okay, why is this happening? There has to be something like, what are we missing? What are we like knowing that everything would be all right. And it was finally when we accepted it, like what you were saying earlier, you accepted it. And then you started to move on. You're like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm moving on and rebuilding. It was Mm -hmm. when we started it. I started, you did it a little bit sooner than me. (laughs) But a little more life experience maybe helps. Yeah. It was when we like, okay, this is what's happening. We accepted it and we move on when we got it back and things just started going as normal again and everything worked out. But mm-hmm. I think that's huge. When something's not going right, <laughs> quote unquote, right. what do you, what, what, you know, why is this happening? What am I supposed to learn? And mm-hmm. then what can I do to take the next step? I think is huge in yeah. any business or in life. Yeah. Rather than just staying stuck, because I think some, especially in business, you just don't necessarily see what that next step is. Right. So they were Yeah. But yeah. just keep moving forward, making another phone call, try something else, just keep mm-hmm. trying, keep moving forward. Even if it seems like it's painfully slow, you're making progress. And then when you look behind, you see that, oh, I've actually fixed quite a few things. Right. I can continue to move forward. I am strong enough. I am resilient. I'm moving forward because, it, you know, for any of us, I mean, for crying out loud, the sun could send out one of those sun rays, spark things, whatever, and wipe out everybody's internet, you know? And then what would we do? It'll be fine because I have everything written down. Part of that too, though, is, and the one thing that I think is really easy to do, and it's exactly what happened to you, is we as business owners are always looking ahead. We're like, who's that next client? What's that next thing? And doing all of that stuff, it is really, really hard for us to step back and take care of the stuff that's in the background, the documentation, the passwords, the track, you know, like all that stuff. And I've been just as guilty of it. I've been needing to get my will finished for three years now. It's like that close. And I keep like, 
because we had one and then it's not valid in Tennessee apparently. And now our daughter's 18. So everything's changed. Mm -hmm. So I need to revamp that. It's really, really close, but that's like, I keep putting it off because something else would come up. And that is, you know, when I am consulting with organize with other people in business, one of my big things is you always hear them say work on your business and in your business and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. But if you don't have those ducks in a row, that's when those things will fall apart. Right. And so that's why it's so important to me to really have those systems in place and have everything ready so that you can know that it's done and it's secure. And I worry about it every single day. Honestly, I know I said, I don't really worry, but it does cross my mind every single day. And I can't tell you how many times I'm going in and I'm checking things multiple times during the week. I'm checking to make sure that nothing's weird and what's up with that. And I mean, right. I'm hyper vigilant when it comes to online security now mm-hmm. and anything that happens, it's even remotely strange. I'm making a phone call or I'm looking up something. It's very concerning to have to feel that way, but I think it's just going to get worse. Right. I agree. Oh, a hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. And it, it changes you, but like to have you on our podcast and for us to share in our previous episode of what happened to us, that listening to this particular podcast, change, do it now. Don't put yeah. this stuff off. Change your passwords. Uh, instigate the two-step authentication process. Right. Use multiple emails. I think that was huge too. Mm-hmm. Like four things. And that just clears up your email anyways too. Because you have all those random things you're going to get from stores. You don't want that in your private email and your business yeah. email. I just set up a random Yahoo account. I yeah. Yeah. Two Yahoo accounts. And I have one that I use for shopping and I have one that I use for like some like other things. Like I have kind of a little bit of a divide there. And then I have a new personal one, which is what I'm going to use for like my college, my daughter's college stuff or banking type things, personal stuff. But that's the one that is not associated with other things. So for me, a lot of it was how can I create that divide where if one thing went down, that it's not going to impact all the other things. Mm-hmm. And that's something I never thought about. I mean, I kind of thought about when our Instagram got hacked, but yeah, if you think about everything's connected, yeah. everything. Yeah. You and had that one becoming, email and then you had your one business email. Yeah. Everything's connected. Yeah. And if they and get a hold of that, and it's more so, and more so. Yeah. And it's connected. so easy for people to, to get into stuff like that. If you don't have these proper systems in place. And here's the thing. If they can get into your email, if they get control of your email, basically what they're doing is they're going around to every site mm-hmm. and they're seeing if they can do a password reset. Yep. Yeah. And that's so easy if you have your email. Yeah. I've been thinking about that more because I reset, I think it was my Apple ID or something because mm-hmm. I, t- I changed my password and I didn't write it down. And sure enough, I went into my email, password reset. Okay. Click it. And then you reset it. It's so easy. If yep. you have access to that email. Yeah. And I think that's one thing to like really note is the email, email, email. Cause you have all these other sites, Instagram, Facebook, you know, your website, but everything's attached to that. And it might seem like a pain to have multiple emails and passwords because we've been so used to having the same email, same password, cause it's easy to remember, but don't fall into that trap. You're mm-hmm. listening to this just know that you have to be super careful. You have to be diligent about managing what you have, your life online. And it's getting more and more so. I mean, we go to doctor visits and doctors, you know, are putting all of our reports online. Mm -hmm. And even our power, our utility bills are online. You Mm -hmm. know, that's how we check these things. So 
our entire lives are moving very quickly into that direction because right. then, you know, saving paper, saving time more, especially now after COVID mm-hmm. and there's more and more remote business happening. So people are working from home, your insurance agents, your medical documents with the transcribers, you know, people, more and more people are home and their systems are vulnerable. Oh, absolutely. Like we don't use public, I don't use public Wi-Fi ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because all my stuff is on my phone. And I've tried to drill it into my teenager as well. I don't know how much she's listening, but she saw what happened and we went through that. And I don't want that to happen to her or to anybody else. It's partly why I've been a little bit more open. It's hard to talk about, to be honest. I mean, I'm talking to you guys and I'm thinking, oh my God, could the hacker hear this? Mm-hmm. Or if I put something online, are they still mm-hmm. watching me? I doubt it. But do I know that for a fact? When no. you're violated like that, you just, you can't yeah. help but not go there, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. But I really, really just want people to take it seriously. It, like I said, I think it's only going to get worse. I think yeah. people are, this is like a huge business. Mm-hmm. And they're just looking for vulnerabilities in all of the different systems. Yep. And so I don't trust that Instagram itself won't get hacked or any of these companies like Will they? Probably, if they haven't already. And then all of your information is out there. I mean, there's so much. It's partly, it's a diversification. Like for me, for example, I don't have everything in one bank now. Mm. I have three different places that I've been putting some of our funds. I don't have just one of anything anymore. It worries me. Yeah. You know, and it's partly like, you know, I don't want to come across as like a prepper, but it's like, I don't have a bunker under the house. Well, technically we do, but it's not full of <laughs> <canned> goods. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's really made me think about what's up in the future. You know, I turned 55 this year and my daughter just went to college, as I said. And so that's this whole, I feel like I'm in this whole new world. We've got COVID. We've got, I mean, everything that's with this year has just been insane. But again, I think having gone through what I did last year, it made a difference in how I approached it. I think people can learn from a lot of it. I hope that people can learn from what happened to you and from what happened to us. I don't think that just changing your passwords is enough. I think it's making sure that everything is as locked down and buttoned down as you can possibly make it in terms of the two factor. And you know, they're going to get into that at some point too. Right. Yes. And so you're not already. I mean, that's the thing. We don't know until we hear of somebody having that happen to them. We just don't know. Yeah. Like you said, it's just going to get progressively worse. And the unfortunate part is like you said, no one will help you. And I think that's the the hardest part to realize like with us, okay, Facebook, multi-billion dollar company, of course, they're going to have people that help us. No, they don't. If we didn't have someone help us on the inside. And it's unlike for you, it's all about like you had that person that was walking you through it. I mean, if you really are just left alone and these companies don't care which is the crazy part. Well, and part of it too, and one of the things that I had heard, especially like with Facebook and Instagram, um, is that there's so many, like how do they know it's you actually trying to do it? Like there's no way to prove it. Mm -hmm. And so it was funny with one of the companies that we got locked out of, I'd had a relationship with them because we'd been using them for a while. Because I foster kittens, we started sending kitten pictures to prove it was me. Really? How? I got on the phone with them and they basically were really upfront with me and they said, 
how do we know it's you? And it was obviously, they could tell after a while if it was the hacker emailing or if it was me emailing because my emails are several paragraphs long with proper punctuation and grammar. And theirs was like two sentences with no grammar and punctuation or whatever. So they could definitely tell, but how did they know? Uh, Yeah, how did they truly know? Yeah, and so they don't usually do phone support, but actually some of their people got on the phone with me and, you know, I sent them a picture. But like, for example, how do I know that the hacker doesn't have a picture of my driver's license? So I literally had to send them pictures of me where I was. And then, you know, we were talking about the foster kittens. And so I started sending them kitten pictures and that, that was kind of our code word was kittens because they're all animal lovers there. And so we would talk about kittens and that's how they knew it was me because it was like, and they could see me I on the phone. But you have to understand some of these companies, it's people, they don't know. Mm-hmm. How do you prove it's you these days? Like and we don't know where these companies are. I mean, they're often in other countries and dealing with a bit of a language barrier. So yeah, this particular one wasn't, this one was US based, oh, okay, yeah. but I think about that. And, and I start to think too, if you look about it from a bigger global perspective, even just looking at the political world right now, mm-hmm. and you look at political things that are these memes and these videos and how many of them are faked, how many of them are splicing things together. And there's so much manipulation that's out there. And that's what I see coming down the road is how will anybody prove that they are who they are? That's so true. Yeah. And they have this voice thing, like this app that you can download nowadays where it will like, it will duplicate your voice. Yeah. That's like terrifying to me. Well, the AI voices are sounding more and more human-like all the time. Yeah. Right. I think we're in for a ride. I feel like for right now, people can at least protect themselves as best they can and then just stay alert to what's happening. But I really think that if people aren't taking this seriously, at this point, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's almost like they deserve what they get mm-hmm. because I think there's enough information out there that has been made. I wouldn't say that I deserved it, but seriously, I had heard about this stuff. Had I done anything? Well, we all, it? we all no? did. Well, we said the same thing when our Instagram got hacked. Darn it. And Liz just told us we should do this. So, I mean, we just had you yes, on. You literally just told us We're like, like oh a month my before. Gosh. Well, and and where I want to finish off too, because I feel like, I mean, we've talked about so much and we have a final question, but I think we always ask at the very end of the podcast, this is a one crazy journey podcast. So what's one crazy thing you can share with us? But I'm pretty sure our conversation kind of (laughs) summed up the craziest journey for sure. Oh my gosh. When I saw you, you had mentioned that. I was like, um, I don't think I've had anything crazier than that. I think we are good on that one. <laughs> but yeah, this is crazy journey. Yes. Yes. Game. But, and yeah, if you don't have your two-step authentication set up, two-factor authentication mm-hmm. set up on, just look at all your major accounts and set those things up right now. Like that's the first thing that you should do. And then if you have one password that you use for years, don't do Don't that. Do that. You need to change it and you need to make it really complex. And write it down. I know you like the, um, we all like how easy it is to know the same password, but you don't. I mean, this is- You also, if there. you save it like in the cloud, Yep. if they get into your cloud app, you're screwed. It's yeah, all- Don't the save them. There's yeah, so right. many things. There's so many things. That, yep. Yeah. In my opinion, the things that are the most critical to protect is your email. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if they get into your email, they've got into everything. But I mean, like I said, I've got a notebook and it's so low tech and so dorky, but 
that's all I feel safe with. Right but now. that's the only thing you can, yeah, that's the only thing that's like yours is a paper and pen. Exactly. Anything online is open, mm-hmm. which is the scary part. Thanks. Out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this has been so, I'm like, want to listen back and be like, okay, what I know we we're going to be next? listening like, to we've this already podcast. Made, yeah. We've already made some serious changes, obviously, but, but the, we can do the more. multiple email thing is huge yeah. and we're definitely going to. I don't to. know that that's, I mean, I just made that up, but I, it just felt right. But it makes sense. But it makes though. sense though. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everything's connected. So if, if something right. happens, like you can set up all those things we talked about, but if they get into it, at least they won't get a hold of everything. They might get a hold of, you know, a couple things mm-hmm. if that, you know, does happen. But that's huge because otherwise it's just a trail. Okay, here yeah. we go. It's just, yeah, that's huge. Thank well, you we've so learned a much. Few things. Oh, a lot. And I hope you listening, you know, you're going to do what we're recommending you do because it's so <laughs> serious right now. And it's only and going to get more serious. You don't want it to happen to you. No. Yeah, the Instagram alone was good enough for us. We don't need it to happen again. And what Liz went through. I mean, thank you so much for sharing. This has been so helpful, so beneficial. I'm so excited for this episode to air. And yeah, it's been amazing. And so how can people find you if you wanted them to? Um, (laughs) It doesn't feel like the proper question to ask right now. It's a fresh fresh space.com. And we're on Instagram at a fresh space. Same thing on Facebook. And you can drop me a line. Although the one thing, I used to have a super easy email and now it's not so easy. So I, <laughs> we had to actually switch it to from a, it used to be Liz at a freshbase.com. Now it's Liz.Jenkins at a freshbaseorganizing.com or okay. hello at a freshbaseorganizing.com. It's a mouthful. I love and, it. Um, well, we'll definitely drop your links in the description too. So people can check you out. And yeah. definitely, yeah. I mean, you've been such a good friend to us, so supportive when all of that was going on. And we're just so grateful that you came on to our podcast and shared a little bit yeah, more. I enjoyed that, it. So. I mean, it's hard to talk about, to be honest, but yeah. I didn't really go into a lot of the gory details, but it's, yeah, it was rough, but I came out stronger on the other side as you have as well, it seems. Yes. Well, thank you yeah, so thank much, you, Liz. Liz. All right. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the One Crazy Journey podcast, where we have a brand new episode every Monday. Like what you hear? Then subscribe so you never miss a show. And while you're at it, why not hop over to our Instagram at everything.nb and follow us there so you can keep up with our stories. And on a side note, we often make references in our episodes about the programs, books, and apps, and other tools that we love. If you would like to know what these tools are, then take a look at the show notes for this episode and find the link to our free resource guide. Well, that's it for today. So you can listen to us next time on the One Crazy Journey podcast. And if you use your imagination, you can see us too.